Life Audio. Hey listeners, my name is Shara Donahue, your host for The Bible Never Said That, and I've been taking a bit of a break to be able to prepare a new series for you. But before we dive into our new series, we are going to take a brief look back before we go forward. It is important to me that you know why I do this and why I think it's valuable for you to take the time to listen. As we discuss sayings that make their way through the culture and the church, it is a priority to me that you know that I don't do this just to be pointing out why culture is so wrong or to help you prove others wrong. Instead, my purpose is like that of the Bereans in Acts 17, who took what they heard and examined it in light of the scriptures. It is for us to explore together the ways that holding on to wrong belief can distort truth and lead us down destructive roads. So little bits of error in our thinking can take us away from the gospel and those little errors can grow into foundational beliefs that are based on falsehoods. And none of us really has a time for that type of thinking. I lived years with a messed up foundation myself and with falsehoods within me. And most of that stuff just wouldn't stand the test of time. That's why we turn to Jesus, who is and was and always will be. He does not have a hint of falsehood or lie within him. And as we become more like him, he doesn't mind freeing us from the falsehoods that were alive within us as well. Remember, We've talked about this before, but Revelations 19.11 calls Jesus faithful and true. And each popular saying that we cover is picked because of the ease at which those outside and inside the church let it roll off their tongues. We want to stop these little lies before they can turn into beliefs. I will touch on some areas of apologetics, but this podcast is intended to bring unity and not division. And I'm a firm believer that we should do our best to maintain unity within the church and that we may interact with culture as Colossians 4, 5 through 6 advises, by walking in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time, and by letting our speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that we may know how we ought to answer each person. Since we are almost at 40 episodes and about to dive into a new series, I just figured we should touch base and we should look carefully at one of the main foundational elements of this podcast. And that is the scripture. I want to take the time to define terms such as infallibility and inerrancy. My goal is to help you know why we trust the Bible and go to scripture for answers as a barometer of truth. So let's talk about the sufficiency of scripture. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way, they are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up, it's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. 
Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. We will not trust a God we do not know, and He gave us His Word so that we can know Him. But if we do not trust the Bible to be infallible, it complicates our ability to know and trust God. Why would we believe the promises we find in Scripture if we do not trust the Word to be more than the creation of man? Look at 2 Timothy 3.16-17. It says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Infallibility and inerrancy are terms we hear in the church, but we don't always recognize what they mean. So let's talk about it and get some of the mystery out of these big theological words. In short, Together, they mean the Bible is to be trusted completely, and there are no inaccuracies in it. Infallibility means that the Bible can be trusted because it is inspired by God. So, there was never a possibility for error. R.C. Sproul teaches that when the Lord inspired the authors of Scripture— However, he worked so as to make it impossible for them to affirm error in the completed product. We can have inerrancy without infallibility, but we cannot have infallibility without inerrancy. Infallibility necessarily results in the text being free from error. Without infallibility, the production of an inerrant text is accidental. It could have otherwise had errors. Now, oh, how I wish that I could affirm that there would never be error in my podcast, but I cannot, though I strive to the best of my ability to bring you right and true information without mistake. I cannot promise I will never fail at this, which is why I always try to point you at scripture. I want you to hear what God says more than anything else. So now that we see that infallibility is being inspired by God, who will never fail in providing what can be trusted, let's look at inerrancy a bit. Now, Wayne Grudem writes of inerrancy as scripture in the original manuscripts does not affirm anything that is contrary to fact. This is close to infallibility, But the differentiation is used in theology to make sure that readers understand clearly that the Bible is not teaching or asserting any errors, and that it's inspired by someone who could never be fallible. This means it is right in what it is teaching. We have to keep in mind that God cannot lie. 2 Samuel 7.28 tells us God's words are true. Titus 1.2 asserts that God never lies. And Hebrews 6.18 says it is impossible for God to lie. 
To call a work breathed out by God as having error is contradictory to what we know of his character. The Bible itself discusses the Bible's purification and eternality. Psalm 12, 6 says that the words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in the furnace on the ground, purified seven times. Psalm one nineteen eighty nine. 89 tells us forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. And in Matthew twenty four thirty five, Jesus promises his words will never pass away. I love the quote by J.A. Packer that reminds us that what scripture says, God says, for in a manner comparable only to the deeper mystery of the incarnation, meaning Jesus was both fully human and divine, the Bible is both fully human and fully divine, inspired by God, so without error, but delivered to us by humans, so that we could know God and see Jesus rightly. For though we don't worship the Bible, because we worship the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we know the Trinitarian God best through his word. It is a gift to us. And I know that was a quick flyover of why we believe what scripture says with some very similar words. And though there's much more to cover, we will leave that for another day. But for now, I wanted to just speak for a few moments about why we can trust the Bible. Problem is, we can't always trust why man uses it. Which brings us to our next series which will be called Out of Context. Together, we will look at some of the verses from the Bible most commonly used out of context. We will look back and see how history has taken verses out of context and how popular culture has highlighted clearly that scripture used apart from the ways of God can lead to destruction. Remember, when Satan approached Eve in the garden, he asked her, did God really say... Distorting scripture is not something to be taken lightly. We need to know what God has said. The word of God is a sword. If we misuse it, we could hurt someone. So I look forward to you joining me for this series. And if you are new to the podcast, I recommend taking a look back at our past episodes. If you are looking for emotional comfort in the midst of suffering or recovering from some kind of suffering, I recommend episode one. I know God forgives me, but I can't forgive myself. Episode seven, God won't give you more than you can handle. Episode 11, time heals all wounds or episode 28. If people are sick or suffering, they must have hidden sin with Laura Chica. If you want to talk about love and relationships, episode 10, relationships are 50-50, episode 15, love is blind, or episode 32, love means never having to say you're sorry, are all available to you. Or just for some fun, quick episodes, we've got things like people don't really change, life is all about balance, and ignorance is bliss in episodes 12 through 14. I also love hearing from you on Facebook or Instagram, whether you let me know your favorite episode or send in a suggestion, and we're working on setting up a Facebook group for further discussion, and I'll let you know when that happens. For now, thanks for joining me. Thanks for reviewing the podcast at your favorite listening platform. 
And until next time, may you seek the abundant life Jesus died to give and live in the truth that sets people free. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.